0: Modern day life can be hard to navigate, but even a simple homestead life can be, well, not so simple. Hi, I'm Amy from thefuelhomestead.com, and I am a homesteading mama, wife, homemaker, author, and whatever other hat I can wear during the week. I'm so happy you're joining me for the Choosing Simple podcast. In this podcast, we talk about embracing raw emotions and real life in moments of motherhood, womanhood, and and everyday homesteading lifestyle. Simplicity doesn't just happen. It's a choice we have to make every single day in every single aspect of our life. So whether you're a tired mama washing dishes at 11 p.m. or a woman gardener battling bugs or you are on your nine-to-five job or even just sitting down and enjoying a cup of coffee, this podcast is for you. Let's talk about real life. Let's talk about choosing simple. Let's get started. Friends, welcome back to the Choosing Simple podcast. This is episode two of season one, and I am going to do seasons just because I know in the summertime and in the fall, it's going to get a little bit crazy. So you can probably expect to listen to this podcast from January through about October or November each year, and then we normally take off for the holidays. Alright, so today's episode is something that is really important to me, something that I've been working on continuously my entire life, but especially during motherhood and being a wife, it's it's much more complicated now than it used to be. And in this episode of Choosing Simple, we are going to talk about how to make wise decisions when things arise for most most of the time it can be kind of complicated, um, when you have even small decisions to make, but, uh, maybe more importantly, we're going to talk about how I make those decisions and maybe even give you a little bit of insight on the fact that I can't do it all and neither can you as much as we would love to do all the things we just can't. And so the question is, well, how do you choose which things to do? Right now in today's minimalist, uh, community group, you find that a lot of people talk about self care and and your time, you know, being important and being present in your life and fully aware of everything that's going on. And then on the other hand of that in society, you have the people who do all the things they do so much that their time is Literally filled with every minute of every hour of every day. Now, I kind of fall somewhere in between that, where thankfully I have more time on my hands than most people. But in the new year, one of my things is to try and live more intentionally. And so I have the type of personality where I want to do all the things. I I like being creative. I, I like, um, I especially like talking about God and the Bible to people. And so in the past, I found that that could actually be overwhelming where I take on too many things at one time. And, um, it's just, it's, so it's kind of like, well, how do you make that decision? And it's not even with being creative. Um, but as a wife and mom, there's, there's things that you need to think about, you know, do you want to take that job or do you want to make the leap to be a stay at home mom or, you know are you a blogger or a youtuber or a podcaster and or are you thinking about doing those things and in what's the best decision how do you know how to make that decision well thankfully it's actually pretty simple um it seems really complicated and we kind of battle within ourselves to understand what we need to do with our lives now understanding and doing are two different things Um, And some of us have to hash it out a little longer than others. But here's the general rule that I have come to learn over the few years. And actually, believe it or not, I don't know if my husband knows this or not, but he's the one who's actually helped me realize this uh, more than anyone because um, I try to be attentive to my family's needs. And I'm not always the great person who does everything right, but I do pay attention uh, you know, to, to what my family's needs are. And he is extremely um, communicative about it. So I'm going to get started and kind of give you some examples of how I make this work in my life and how it might look like I do all the things, but actually I don't. And there's a lot of times that I choose to say no to a lot of things. So a few years ago, I authored a blog called A Godly Marriage in an Ungodly World. And it was a passion of mine, mostly because I really wanted to understand what a godly marriage was. Um, You know, we don't, we don't coincidentally know automatically as soon as that ring goes on the finger how to be a husband or wife. And I wish more of us could, you know, realize that, that we have to actually learn how to be a good husband and wife, because we aren't born knowing that because we don't have that experience yet. And it can take years. It can take decades. Um, it can take our entire marriage, (laughs) just like being a parent. We don't know what it's like to be a parent. We're constantly learning. Even when our children are adults, we're constantly learning. Well, this blog took up a lot of my time. I was very new to blogging. Um, suddenly I had this large following, and I didn't know how to keep up with it and I felt like it was my responsibility to keep up with it and I can remember this went on for a few years and and my husband would constantly say you know it's it's taking up a lot of your time you know why are you doing it it you know it's just not it's just not working for you you know your time could be spent elsewhere in the house or or with us the family and and I just, nope, this was what I was going to do because I committed to it and um, I this was just what I wanted. So I can remember sitting one night and um, just praying about it because I really felt um, discouraged and just not in a good place about the, the blog and, and the following. I mean, I had people reaching out to me constantly um, wanting advice or wanting to vent and and naturally, you know, when you're in a hurting marriage and you're listening to someone talk about living a godly marriage, you, you naturally want to reach out to that person and, and be encouraged. But it was very hard to keep up with. And so I was praying, and I just really felt God say that, you know, you have to let it go. You got to let it go. You need to focus on your family more. And if you can let this go, then I will give you something so much greater in the future. And that's really hard to believe when you're in the moment because this is something that you want. This is something that you felt God laid on your heart to do. And now he's asking you to put it down. And it's, it's kind of like, why would you do that? (laughs) You know, and it didn't make any sense. And that's how God is a lot of things. In fact, many, many things don't make sense to us. But obviously, I had done it for a season. And God said, you know what, that season's over. So let's just step back and refocus and move forward. So I did, and it actually um, ended up being a great burden lifted off of me and my family. Um, I I was still working full-time outside of the home, and this gave me a lot more time to focus on my home and my family. So fast-forwarding to years later, uh, just a few years ago, when I started the Homesteaders of America Conference, it took a lot of my time. The first two years were extremely hard to plan because a lot of the planning stage I did on my own, um, and I had to, to, you know, emails constantly and phone calls constantly. Now, granted at this point, I, I worked from home, but, um, it still took a lot of my time. And again, the same conversation with my husband, it's, it's taking up too much of your time. You know, it's taking time away from your family. And this was a resonating, um, habit of mine, apparently, because, there were a lot of things that I was choosing in life that were taking away from my family. And, um, now, now this for sure I knew that God had, had really led me to do. And so I wasn't backing down from this one. So what I had to do was reprioritize my time. So it wasn't, it wasn't the, the project that was, um, the problem. It was me. That was the problem because I wasn't prioritizing my time in a efficient way. So you have two different scenarios where, you know, that, um, that God is using you. And in one scenario, God told me to put it down. And in the other scenario, God told me to keep going. And so how then do you figure that out? In, in which scenario, when they arise, how are you going to figure that out? So what I like to do is uh, one of the biggest things is I, I hear my family out and then I take a look at my heart and The key to all of this is it's twofold. It's what is the project or what is the issue? Like I said, it could be, you know, should you make a new move? Should you go to a new church? Should you, you know, take on this job? Should you do, you know, start a podcast just like I did? Should you, what should you do? And so the resounding message for me is you can do it as long as it doesn't hinder you from your true responsibility, and as a wife and mom, my first responsibility is my, my family, my husband, my children, and my household. Now, you will continuously hear me say that I'm not the great, greatest housekeeper. Uh, I try. I really, really try. <laughs> um, and that's one thing I'm still trying to better myself at. I think uh, most women are trying to be better at this, especially in a modern society. But again, homemaking isn't just a clean house. Homemaking is a happy family. And, uh, you know, tending to your family's needs physically and emotionally is also part of homemaking and wife and mom life that I feel like I'm good at, but when you make your decision, is it the right decision for your family? Not, is it the right decision for you all the time? Is it the right decision for your family? Is it going to point your family back to Christ? And is it going to continue to allow you to do your first and most important responsibility which is to tend to your family and your household. Now, if you can maneuver your time to fit in your project or if you can do whatever it is you need to do to make your decision um, that's best for your family, then that's great. Then that's a big yes. And of course, always pray about it first. But sometimes prayer can be um, challenging because you don't necessarily always get your answer right away. The other part of that is to wait, wait, wait. Uh, you know, when you don't get your answer right away, just sit back and wait, sit on it for a while. We'll be right back for part two of this podcast, right after this message from one of our sponsors. Thanks for listening. Now let's get back to part two of our podcast. So this podcast, um, it's another good example. I have been thinking about doing a podcast for at least, oh goodness, almost a year. And we have actually planned on doing a podcast for the Homesteaders of America organization. Um, and we wanted to start that in January of this year as well. So I had the HOA um one that I wanted to do and we now have this one, the Choosing Simple Podcast. Well, the Choosing Simple Podcast is a whole lot easier to do Than the HOA one because HOA would require me to set up interviews. It would be an interview based podcast. It would require me to do a lot of research, a lot of studying about who I'm interviewing. Most of the people I already know, but there's some things I need to do beforehand to get ready. And it would also require me to really have to sit down in a quiet spot, which would require a babysitter, most likely my ten year old, for my six month old. And it would take a lot of my time. Um. And a lot of my time away from my family during the day, my, my two little ones. And so at the beginning of this year, I thought, well, we'll go ahead and do it. And then I had this, over, you know, I used this, the same scenario. How much time is it going to take away from my true responsibility? And when I, I knew without a shadow of a doubt, it would take up too much time. I already felt that burden uh, coming on and I decided to just scratch it until next year. Now that choosing simple podcasts is a little bit different because I can sit down in the morning or when my little one is napping and do a quick 30 minute podcast and be done with it. So you have to make your decisions in life, but you have to have something to base them off of. And what I truly love to base it off of is, is it hindering me from doing my responsibility as a Christian wife, mom, homemaker, and homesteader? And if it's not hindering me from doing that, then I will go ahead and pursue it. If I need to shuffle time around, then that's my responsibility to do, to make it work. If I can't shuffle time around to make it work, then I won't do it. Now we can use this same concept in in our daily big decisions or monthly big decisions or life decisions as well. You know, um, there are a lot of big decisions in life that we have to make. And ultimately, does it point back to your family and taking care of your family. So I wanted to talk about Proverbs 31 because in Proverbs 31, we like to use Proverbs as our sounding boy board for, um, for being a wife and a woman and a mom. Um, and a lot of us like to think in our heads that, that the wife of noble character was a wife who she just stayed at home, cleaned her house all day and raised her babies. And that's actually far from true. The wife of noble character, the Proverbs 31 woman, she actually did a lot during the day. And she went out and she had her own job. She bought her own fields. Um, she, she did tend to her household. And the one thing, though, throughout the whole entire Proverbs 31 is that whatever she did, no matter what it was, while it may have helped edify her and and give her you know something to do, it always comes back to tending to her family. Every single thing she did was for the good of her family, not for the good of her. Although I'm sure it did give her some satisfaction, but it was for the good of her family. And I really encourage you to read through Proverbs 31 this week because it is one of the most amazing things you will read if you truly read it with an open heart and open mind. A lot of us base the Proverbs 31 woman off of something that we've heard growing up or what we've seen other people talk about. But I have found in reading it that it's nothing like what I thought about growing up. I, you know, in my mind, the Proverbs 31 woman was this very dainty woman who, who stayed at home and got up and made breakfast and did laundry and dishes and swept floors and raised her babies during the day and, um, stayed up late at night cleaning and then went to bed. Well, that's not the Proverbs 30 woman that's in the Bible. In fact, she gets up, she, she does take care of her household before the sun even rises. She makes breakfast, not only for her family, but for her servants. Um, she takes care of her family. And then after that, after her responsibility in the home is done that morning, she sets out for her day. She goes and she considers a field, she buys it, she goes to the market um, and, and gets her food and her you know, material for clothing. She does trading that is profitable. Um, she, you know, never is idle. She's always doing something. Um, and it's just, and even more so it talks about her husband who she has a a husband that is highly regarded and respected because she, she has so much pride in her, her family, um, that, everything is taken care of. Everything that needs to be done is taken care of. But I love it. My favorite part is, is when she, in, in verse 16, where it says she considers the field and buys it out of her earnings, she plants a vineyard. What? The Proverbs 31 woman had a job? And I I always laugh at that because people think, oh, you're a stay-at-home mom, you're not supposed to have a job. Well, that's not actually true. And um, and no, it's fine if you don't have a job. That's not what I'm saying. But for those of us who do like to do projects and and contribute to our family, um, the Proverbs 30 woman also did that, which I find really interesting. But she weighed her pros and cons for each situation and throughout everything in the beginning. Her family was taken care of first, and every project after that helped edify her family and helped move her family closer and closer to a goal that she had, or that her husband had, or that God had for them. So, I really encourage you to read Proverbs 31 this week and just read it and read it and read it and read it until it really sinks into your heart because you might find that there are things you want to do. That you absolutely can do as long as it's not hindering you from doing your first and foremost responsibility, which is to tend to your home and family. Now, I say all of that, but there are seasons in life where it can get tricky. For example, we have a six month old, and you know what? The house might be a little more dirty than it normally is because. You know, I'm constantly taking care of him during the day and I don't really have any help during the day other than my 10 year old who, oh, let's be honest. He's far from cleanly (laughs) as most boys are, um, And we live in a small home, which is no excuse, but it does get a little more cluttered than a larger home or an open concept home would because it's easy to put stuff in corners or up against things just to get them out of the way. And then suddenly you have clutter. Um, And so we're in the season of life where, you know, having a baby kind of makes things a little bit different. Okay, and that's fine. That's totally fine. And you might have to adjust your time. So maybe these projects you were doing before, um, you you either slack on them a little bit, or you have to maneuver your time to fit around them. Um, And then the decisions that you have to make are different when you have a baby. For example, something as simple as a play date. Should I go on a play date in the middle of February in the middle of flu season on a playground? You know, you have to kind of, is that going to be good for my family? But you know, decisions like that are, are decisions you have to make with your time and your wisdom and the thought of your family in mind ultimately. Now, Again, with all of that said, through the seasons and through your process and method of figuring out what you're going (laughs) to do, don't forget that self-care is really, really important. And There's this new thing going around where people say you shouldn't preach self-care, you should preach the Bible. Well, I think self-care is the Bible. In fact, for years I've preached self-care as being part of the Christian mom and wife's responsibility because if you're not filling yourself up, then you can't pour from an empty vessel. So through all of this, remember to take care of yourself and to make time to get into the Word and into prayer because the more that you hide the Word of God in your heart and the more that you are daily in prayer, the easier it becomes to hear God's voice and make those decisions for yourself and for your family. And maybe even if you don't hear a solid answer from Him, it becomes more like... Um, letting the Holy Spirit lead you. Uh, So for for my example, I have learned that the Holy Spirit burdens me (laughs) in a way if there's something that I'm not supposed to do. So if I feel, you know, if I'm thinking about something and you really got to pay attention to to your heart and and what God is trying to, to make you feel and tell you, I have learned that when I'm praying and I really don't get an answer, if I pay attention to Holy Spirit within me, if I'm being burdened while I'm praying about a situation, then I know that situation's not for us. If I feel um, excitement or or even not excitement, you know, there's some situations that I need to make tough decisions. But if I feel a peace or a release when I'm praying about a situation, then that's also the situation or the decision I will go with. So for example, um, if we are talking about leaving a church or joining a new church, if I feel a burden released from um, that decision, then I know I've made the right decision. Um, So there are just so many situations that you can go through in life where you can use these methods. And I am finding that time and time again these methods ring true and, and never let me fail. So I hope that encourages you. I hope it helps you in your decision-making process in this new year. And if you have any questions, you can certainly drop them, um, you know, drop me a line or, or send in your questions and we can get them in the next episode. But um, I hope that it really helps you in your day-to-day life as a mom and a wife and just a woman in general. All right, guys, thank you for joining me for this episode of Choosing Simple Podcast. I hope that you will really be encouraged and continue to grow in your everyday average life and choose simple in every single aspect of it because it really is, really is simple, even in the complicated situations, as long as we just pay attention to our surroundings and our life and the people around us. Until the next time, I hope that you'll join me again and thank you and have a great day.